Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey the button was pressed and i see squiggles yay squiggle 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 Mind doing a three, two, one clap just so I can get synced up. So once on the reminder, is it three, two, one clap on the one or three, two, one clap on the implied zero? Clap on the implied zero. Thank you. Okay. All right. Three, two, one clap. There we go. Spiky. Clappity clap clap clap. <laughs> Super squiggle. Ah, uh, so oh. spiky. Oh, I need a cup. Oh. Cup 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 cup. Hey, I thought we were done it, testing it, on it. the. Cock cock cock. Not a lot of gunfire in this movie. You know what? They make up for it with like two two scenes in particular where I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Uh, I think I might know those scenes. So I thought we... this was PG-13. I had to ask. Ryan's like, what is this rated? I'm like, gotta be R. It's PG-13. Yeah. yeah. How do they get away with that? I don't... Uh, well... We'll talk about it. Yay! <laughs> Fun facts. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sending you some Redbubble shops of some other awesome artists if you decide you need a additional mask. Additional. I see. Thank you much. Has Hanai put the face-off ones up yet? <gasps> yeah, I know, right? I keep, like, heading back and forth. <laughs> I have not seen them. I, I uh, still keep seeing um, the adorable um, horoscope images. Oh yes! yeah, the Zodiacs. Her there. Zodiacs, they're so great. Zodiac yeah. cats. I suppose Zodiac is better. I say horoscopes. Yes. <laughs> same thing. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> Literally the same thing. Yep. <laughs> oh, what does it... here is Holly. Holly's got some great stuff. She, uh, Holly is a great illustrator who also super enjoys uh, death, tea, like dark things, and super cute snuggly things. And she loves rhinos. So there's a bunch of rhino stuff too. Aww. Okay, Diana. The link will be here when we're done recording. Those those baby plague doctors, though. I mean, I'm already <laughs> looking at it. One with a uh, takeout container. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and get started. I'm gonna. I'm just looking to see if Hanai's got face off masks. I don't oh, think wow. she has because I feel like I would be the first person she'd message. But... Yeah. Well, only if she wants to sell them. <laughs> it's one of those things where you have like, oh. oh I have eight people willing to buy right now of the eight people that know this thing exists. <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I just I just see Zodiac cats and food puns. Hmm. Okay, okay, really, really quick, because I, w- I want to bring it up. Um, I went on to Frankie and Murr's affiliate thing, and it's like, this program is no longer available. I'm like, uh-oh. So I should tell oh. you that. Yeah. So just they didn't be- tell me that, and I literally messaged them like a week ago. Have you heard mm-hmm. from them? No, they moved to Ohio, like, they oh. moved to Ohio, like, a week before everything shut down. Damn. Okay, that, 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 that explains a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that- they, uh, the, the lease on their store was up March, March 1st. 1st yeah. Damn. And they had bought, they bought, 
like a shop front in Ohio for $50,000 paid for. Nice. Like they literally put it on a credit card. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, no, no. Like in a good way. Like, like they didn't have to take out any loans. No, no, no. I'm but, just imagining yeah. like I would, I, I have nowhere near $50,000 like on a credit card. So it's like, damn shit. How could that's, that's possible. Yeah. Oh, because it's a business thing. You can oh, like, get, get extended. But but I wanted to mention that to you because I went there. My um, Our code doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, oh. So oh, I just want to double check with you. that's why too. they haven't been giving us our motherfucking money. Yeah. Oh. I will uh, contact them and be like, yo, so if are you doing your affiliate thing? If not, um, why didn't you fucking tell me? I used to work for you. Yeah. I was kind of hoping like you would hear something because I emailed them. Yeah, I mean, they were when I when I saw them all in February, they were yeah. they were going to try and keep them on part time remotely, but they weren't sure how it was going to work. Right, right, okay. And then you know, pandemic. Yeah, like I like I said, like I texted them like a week ago just to be like, hey, how's everybody like yep. holding up? Yep. I know, like Ohio's been you know burning itself to the ground oh. between <laughs> yeah everything, and they're like, well, we're good, like we're surviving. Good, good. So use that promo code Venus and uh, help us, I guess, pay off a computer. I don't know. Uh, can you clarify that, Steve? Does that rhyme with penis? It does. Oh. It's, <laughs> but it's not spelled you, that You way. see, it's, it's, Venus is the goddess that rhymes with penis. <laughs> By the way, perfect. I want to talk to you because I want to work on my affiliate <laughs> speaking program. Of speaking of penis. Woo. No, speaking of affiliate programs, I do still have my promo code HEMCAST oh. up in my Etsy shop. Yes. So I need to double check if it's 10 or 15%, but... But I, I know we talked about it a long time ago, and I made it, and I mentioned it on a podcast, but uh -huh. uh, I will yes. double-check that as soon as we're done here. And uh, yeah, you guys can promote that, and if I get any click-throughs on it, I'll pay you. Aww! Will you pay me in hanging out more? Yeah. Sure. You nice. know what? I'm Very, done with that currency. Honestly, if you... So yeah, <laughs> once a week, we watch wrestling with another podcast. Oh. <laughs> Just not not on a podcast, just for fun. We hang out with uh, Brendan from What Were They Thinking and occasionally his girlfriend, Mariah. <laughs> and we just, we both watch, we pull up the same wrestling thing and we just watch it and like Skype. If you want to do something like that once a week or like once every other week, we're happy to. We yeah. like you a lot. You're our friend. Yeah, we'll do a Netflix watch party or well, yeah, like whatever. We no longer live in a horde. So like, yeah. it's nice. <laughs> See, you're one of the few people who came over to the house like Aww. that was way too full. <laughs> Aww, well, that's how much we like you. Aww, I mean, like we were. First of all, Brandon's in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so that would have been hard. But I mean, I will take chocolate up to uh, location and also aw friendship. Yay, <laughs> friendship! <laughs> but yeah, like if you just want to like watch a bad movie or to like a Netflix <gasps> watch party or something, we are totally down. Yay! We will work on that. Ladies, ready? Let's do this. <clears throat> nope. <clears throat> All right, let's pretend we saw the most thrilling, I don't even know what the trailer for this movie would be other than just random Nick Cage like, these numbers mean something. Oh, my deaf son hears voices. <laughs> With words, it'll be the point where the, the trailer, like, where's the words over but no voiceover. It's just like, yeah. our future. Is in the hands of Nick Cage. We're screwed. Again. <laughs> You and me together forever. Fifty years ago. 
the students of William Dawes Elementary imagine what the future might hold. Today, we unveiled their legacy. Dates. Every major global disaster for the last 50 years in perfect sequence. The next number on the chain predicts that tomorrow, 81 people are going to die in some kind of tragedy. Get off the train. Why? What's wrong? Just take the baby and get off the train. Presumed dead at 81. The prediction came true. It's not coincidence. Don't let him watch the news. Why won't you tell me what's going on? They were here. Who? The Lucifer people. The numbers are a warning. They're a warning to everyone. This is not a test. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. gonna die i will never let that happen caleb do you hear me never yeah yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything, everything i learned from movies and tonight oh tonight oh we are continuing <laughs> nick august cage nick august cage with 2009's knowing yeah oh <laughs> but thankfully we are not alone with this movie oh thank goodness yeah joining us is diana from the happily ever aftermath podcast welcome diana yeah yeah <laughs> she gets it <laughs> oh i got it this guy gets it <laughs> oh diana was this your first time watching this movie this was the first time and now i know knowing <laughs> she knows the knowing See, i i was like i might have seen this movie but if i did i remember nothing of it then about four minutes in i'm like oh i've totally seen this movie <laughs> i remember everything now oh shoot <laughs> How about you, babe? I had not seen this movie. I yeah. thought, like, at first maybe I had, and then I realized, no, I've seen the seven other movies that are like this movie. There you go. The seven other Nick Cage movies that yes! all seem to melt into this movie. <laughs> but then, like, uh, we'll get to it, but when we got to the end, I was like, oh, no, I've not seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the one I saw. I don't remember booing in a theater. <laughs> no, wait. I mean, oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, ah, what? the first. No. Man. I'm a little parched. I don't know about you, babe. Uh, I'm a little sober, so let's get this done. Let's <laughs> <laughs> change that quickly. Uh, from Robe Brewing in Newport, <clears throat> excuse me, in Newport, Oregon, we have their Honey Kolsch. Save the bees! <laughs> Not the bees! <laughs> <laughs> Situated just across from 40 acres of rogue hops, 119 colonies of bees were carefully kept and fed, and the honey was uncapped, extracted, filtered, and finally infused into refreshing Kolsch-style ale. The bubbly bees! Yeah, 5.2% alcohol by volume. Steve, they think the flowers are delicious! <laughs> <laughs> and they're tender grasses! Yeah. Uh, that's what it's like going anywhere. Like, Look at the bunnies eating the tender grasses! 
That started when we were in Iceland and we heard about that the reindeer, oh. <laughs> they, they, uh, so much of the, the stuff there is so coarse, they have to eat the tender herbs. So it's like, Steve, look at the reindeer, they're eating tender herbs. <laughs> <laughs> and the story continues. So, yeah. <laughs> now it's every creature. <laughs> and honey colch, here we go. Excuse me while I pop my top. Ah, this top. Nice. And the poor. Ooh. Oh, this is a beautiful light golden color uh, beer. It's got a white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a really actually like clean aroma on it. Not, not too sweet. Not overly hoppy. Oh, wow. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, it's a nice smooth Kolsch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of like earthy notes. A little, little piney yeah. earthy. Yeah, it's very but, dry, which would be because of the honey. You can fully yeah. ferment honey. Yeah, well, Pour me a little good. more there. Yeah, so the, sorry, the head was just coming so up quick. Head. And you know how I dislike you sucking head. On the podcast. Oh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> have to cut out all those gagging noises. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, are you going for the hard stuff again this podcast? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if we learned anything about, like, how water turns into ice, it could totally knock you out. <gasps> so hard. I know, right? But, yeah, I got me a nice <laughs> bottle of Kirkland purified water here with minerals. Ooh, the fancy stuff. Ooh, la-di-da. Damn. Pinky is up. Ooh, so fancy. Oh, <laughs> uh, so knowing that, let's talk about Knowing. <gasps> knowing. From director Alex Proya. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, his name should sound familiar. Uh, the director of The Crow, Dark City, iRobot, this, yep. and repeat offender on the podcast for Gods of Egypt. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, so wait, we he and I have that in common, where we both have, I was on the Gods of Egypt episode. Yeah! Oh, my God, that's right! <laughs> June, June revisited. Yeah! <laughs> Yes, and also a couple writers on this one. Wow, strapping guys. Uh, one of the writers is Ryan Douglas Pearson. Who's he or she? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, basically, they wrote uh, Mercury Rising. Uh-oh. And this. Oh. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Wait, what? Mercury Rising. That's like the, uh, the Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and like the, the autistic kid. kid or something, right? Yeah, I immediately thought Bruce Willis with the kid. Maybe Alec Baldwin's Wait, in there. That kid was like deaf or something or special handicap somehow right you're like i mean i'm oh. all for representation but at the same time if it's just like the same person writing it over and over again it's going to be the exact same kid yeah, yeah yep. that makes sense <laughs> dang it yeah. oh well uh, um other writers on this were juliet snowden and styles white great name <laughs> uh they wrote boogeyman yeah oh. with oh. the other day chanel <laughs> uh this ouija and, of course, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Yeah! So, only the most thrilling of movies. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you have Nic- Sir Nicholas Cage as John Kolsler, but I just remember John being his name. Uh, yep. Rose yep. Byrne as Diana. What? Oh, Rose right. Byrne. Yes. Yeah, not Rose me. Rose Byrne as Diana. Woo! <laughs> Damn it. And, babe, did you catch that Liam Hemsworth was in this movie? I did! What? Yeah. Yeah, he, Wait, where was the little Hemsworth? I, honestly, okay, where, who was Liam Hemsworth? His get, name is Spencer in the credits. Raise my hand, raise my hand, raise my hand. Uh, 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 you there in the back. Yes, yes. So similarly to his character, so you remember in the very, very beginning when they're at MIT and Nicolas Cage kind of dazes off where he's just like, you know, 
there's like deterministic and then there's just like coincidences and then like my wife died so i believe nothing stares off into space remember when he was throwing the sun at people yeah he oh. threw the sun at the little hemsworth okay he was, okay. He was well, i guess I remember thinking that guy kind of looked like a hemsworth but i was like <laughs> no why yeah. would they be in one of these movies i know they're they're so busy free roaming around australian beaches right or <laughs> in hunger games and such <laughs> exactly Little do we know he would just been killed off in Expendables 2. Oh no! Spoiler alert for 15 minutes into a movie that came out a decade ago. Jesus, has it been a decade? Yeah, you see. Oh no. Well, let's see. Maybe maybe 12, 2012 was uh, the second one. I was just like, god damn, that, does that mean Stallone's like coming up on his 80th? Yeah. Oh. Was, holy shit. Yeah, he's like 78, babe. Oh my god. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger is also like yeah he's like actually shit I think today might be like Stallone's birthday hold on <gasps> I, I know will... it's like mid July so let's see at the time of this recording there yeah, we well, go yeah. good point <laughs> peek behind the curtain oh, well. <laughs> tell you what while, while Steve's looking that up I saw a meme that really made me want to cry uh, for oh, all no. you youngins out there that enjoyed the movie Sixteen Candles according to the meme Jake Ryan is turning sixty in twenty twenty. And mm. and for those of you who aren't like upset about that, let me tell you this much: imagine your teen, you know, your childhood crush turning sixty. It's gonna be when Justin Bieber turns sixty. Everybody's gonna like what? Well, we'll be dead by then. Yeah, God willing. <laughs> Is that the rest for him, everybody? Yeah. Mm, at this rate, I mean, Elizabeth, she's still like what thirty-two, maybe. Oh, easily. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she's definitely not wait, playing grandma's. Wait, when was Karate Kid? <laughs> 45 years ago 35 years oh, wait a minute <laughs> my math is off right. yeah. uh so i i apologize uh mr stallone's birthday was on july 6th and he turned 74 oh! uh, arnold schwarzenegger's birthday though is coming up on july 30th he will be turning 73 all right 73 so they can still play 42 yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger definitely can. Okay. <laughs> Even when Stallone was in Rocky and he was almost 30 at that point, still was like, God damn, that 45-year-old man's lived a rough life. <laughs> By the way, Diana, have you seen Schwarzenegger from Quarantine? The uh, little videos that have been going around? A handful. I think I saw the one where he was in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. So you, have you seen the one where he's at his kitchen table and uh-huh. a donkey and a miniature horse start eating his breakfast? No, but I'm just going to put that in my internet right now. And uh, yep. keep, keep recording. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah that's... Oh. Let's see. Arnold Schwarzenegger, horse. Whoa, this is not a fanfic video I want to see. No, apparently he's fostering adoptable ponies and donkeys and he lets them eat his breakfast with him. False, no such thing. Those things are not adoptable. <laughs> totally adoptable. See if we can have one. Nope. <laughs> can share the litter box with the kitties can it fit the rat cage anyway. maybe the current one yeah maybe right. you gotta uh, get the, the fine print they adopt you steve hmm. yeah steve who yeah. saved who yeah i gotta turn in an application for that to happen <laughs> seems like i have to do the paperwork and write the checks so yeah, so guess who's not getting a party <laughs> anyway now yep. that you know that Knowing. Knowing. I did want to note that, um, so we have this on DVD because of course we do. And (laughs) is it part of a four pack? 
No, I actually, this one was actually part of the mystery bag uh, that ah, we got like a month awesome. or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 20 so- movies for 15 bucks, and you have no idea what's in there, including knowing. Oh. <laughs> and, that, and oddly enough, that was among the worst ones in there. We got some cool shit. We got one really good one. We also got one really shitty mix pack where, like, the oh, best yeah. about the best in it was, like, the life and times of John Smith. Joseph oh. Smith. Joseph Smith, I'm sorry. How dare you? One of the other white guys who conquered people. So wait, wait, wait. So let okay. me let me take this guess. Okay, based on how I imagine that you're going to react to this, was the best one Mystic River? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one that didn't get picked. <laughs> I believe it was called The Sentinel. Anyway. Still haven't watched that, but we're going to do one day. Yeah. Uh, but the previews on this DVD included uh, some movies I had completely forgotten about. Uh, Brothers Bloom. Do you remember that? Oh, shoot, shoot. Um, okay, so we were just talking about Rachel Weiss, And this, yep. that's, this is Ryan Johnson directed, I want to say. Because I was I just like, Ryan so. Johnson. so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. like his first movie or something. It was definitely that, that so, ilk. Simon Treed. Go on. Um, the other one was a movie I had completely forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember a little movie called Push? Oh, shoot. Okay. Was that the... Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. In my mind, I'm seeing pyramids and I'm seeing someone with a power and it's based off of a, of a like, possibly a comic Graphic book. novel. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so I, is it like Hayden Christensen? Nope. Okay. Is it... Nope. That's Jumper because that's... I always get the two mixed up there. It's Thank kind of the same you. thing. It's right. actually Captain America. Chris Damn it, that was Evans. my second choice. Yep. And he basically has carry power, like telekinetic powers. Mm, okay. And then I think okay. Dakota Fanning is the girl, or Abigail Breslin, I forget which one. But oh, And weird. then Jimon Hansu's chasing after him, and they're that trying to... Out. Get all these super-powered kids to turn into weapons. And, you know, it's basically Jumper. I was about to say, now, because, like, in my head, was Mila Kunis in Jumper? Because, like, I'm imagining no, some sort of... Damn it. it was, um... Shit, that girl from, uh... What was that show called? Like, Heart of Dixie, the... Oh, Rachel the, the, the Wilson? Gr- yes, yeah. All, all I know about her is she <laughs> looks like Mia Kunis, and she's, like, four foot four. Yay! My memory is okay. So yeah, those are the previews of movies, action-packed movies coming out around the same time as this yep. one. Yep. But then knowing starts. Yeah. With the sun whispering to a little girl. What? Just a girl staring at the sun and. Why would you look in the sun to listen to it? Well, that's where it's coming from. Obviously. You're gonna have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, the year is 1959, and uh, this little girl staring at the sun has won a contest, apparently, for uh, involving a time capsule, where the, her, I guess her topic of draw what the future will look like will be opened 50 years later, and everyone's drawing pictures of, you know, people walking on the moon, and yeah. like jets and space cars, all that stuff, mm-hmm. except for Lucinda, whose idea it was, and she's just frantically writing down numbers on a piece of paper and the teacher's like girl what you doing with this you, this was your idea you're supposed to be drawing a picture <laughs> and apparently it was a timed assignment because like your time's up lucinda give me your paper yeah well and that's like okay so they got the whole class period and i guess there was only like 15 minutes left in the class i, I don't know but right yeah, then, uh, so they put, 
Uh, they take all the kids' pictures and stuff, put it in a little tube, bury it. Uh, but apparently during the fracas, Lucinda's disappeared. And they find out, I don't know, a mere four to five hours later at the end of the school day. So there's a search party sent out for her. And everybody's like, what? Lucinda, Lucinda, where are you? Long story short, because I feel like this part was like five minutes of just people walking around saying Lucinda. The teacher goes down into the basement and hears like a scratching noise. And I'm like, them's rats. Don't go down there. Uh, But uh, she opens the door and out jumps. Nothing. You just see a little girl with bloody fingertips. Looks like she's typing into the air. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boom. 2009. (laughs) (laughs) Hard cut. Well, actually, no, it's not a hard cut. That's right. It like shows the earth. And then it like, as the credits are going, it like starts zooming in to like, we were like, oh, it's going towards Boston. That's cool. Oh, nope. Never mind. It's going a little to the left. Or west, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then we get a little uh, late night barbecue and wine drinking and telescoping. Uh, yep. With, with Nicolas Cage and his son. <laughs> yep. Also, most unbelievable part of this entire film, because they have a whole bunch of lights yep. out by the telescope. The reason you have a telescope away from the house is to get away from the fucking lights. Yep, every single light in the house is on and it's yeah, like all windows. Like, and... and they got like five like uh, lanterns all around the stupid telescope. Yeah. They got a barbecue going right next to the, the telescope because the smoke's definitely not going to get in the way. Yeah, but they can definitely see the rings of Saturn. If, if we're going to do the whole, this is the most unbelievable part of this movie, I have a couple of contenders. Let's go Ooh. on. Nope, this is the oh, only okay. unbelievable. The rest oh. of it's totally believable. <laughs> Here, all right. This one's going up on the board. Right. <laughs> Lights next to the telescope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long it takes until we can top that. Um, I also have written down, this is a shit kid who's just decided he's a vegetarian now mid-barbecue. Oh my god, this kid's such an asshole. Yeah, the uh... whole movie, this kid, I'm like, I, I hope he gets killed and or whatever happens in this movie <laughs> yeah one of my notes says oh i hate sassy kids and i was one but this one sucks yeah yeah well at least we're funny yes thank you Let's see uh so yeah so they start talking about space and heaven and i guess a dead mom uh-huh. and it's like oh okay this is a great conversation to have with the kid right before he goes to bed yeah let's do that yep um and then the kid's asleep so you know what that means? Crank up that classical music. <laughs> yeah, let's get drunk and listen yeah. to classical music. Yeah, he's like drinking his wine or whatever. And it's like, whoo, kid finally went to bed. Crank up that Wagner, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the next morning uh, we find out Nicholas Cage is a professor at MIT. Of course he is. Why yep. not? Um, and we get the whole uh, classroom scene where they talk about like determinism and probability, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is where uh, I guess Baby Hemsworth is uh, I don't know throwing a ball and supposed to like tell him about the sun and what the purpose of it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally. Well, if I have learned anything, it's that the sun is a mass of incandescent gas. A giant nuclear nuclear furnace where hydrogen is turned into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Perfect. Is that from the opening of Big Bang Theory? Or many many wear hats or whatever? That's from a song. They right? might be giants. They yeah. might be giants. That's it. Damn it, I was close. I knew it was from a song. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. But <laughs> you're welcome by the way everybody who knows that song cuz it is now playing in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it may be playing on the podcast. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. The sun is hot, the sun is not a place where we could live. But here on Earth there'd be no life without the light it gives. But then uh, towards the end of this discussion, uh, one of the kids asked their teacher, well, what do you think it is? Do you think it's probability or determinism or some sort of divine intervention? And Diana, what does Nick Cage say? I, I don't remember, Steve. What did he say? Damn it. <laughs> do you remember, babe? What does he say, Steve? I think shit just happens. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb. But... MIT professor, everybody. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then we also are introduced to uh, another person in the uh, the, the faculty. Uh, ben Mendelssohn shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> mm, yep, yep. <laughs> in a super important part that's so important he comes back about an hour later and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Ben Mendelssohn's in this movie. <laughs> They're like walking to lunch or something and having a discussion and <laughs> Ben Mendelssohn in the small role he has in here is actually kind of intriguing and like an actual character and like anybody else in this movie you love ben Mendelssohn, though i mean he's all right you there's not one role you don't like him in trespass you even liked him Rogue in that one you even liked him in that i'm not saying he's there's right not that. movies you didn't like that he happened to be in i'm saying that there's not a role he hasn't played that you didn't enjoy mr Mendelssohn, please join us on our podcast no. so i can gush over you and talk for an hour and a half about knowing and your four minutes of screen time yeah yeah uh but i like how they mentioned uh he he's like trying to hook nick cage up with like his sister-in-law or something like that yep and it's like yeah you remember uh ph double d uh. <laughs> and oh god nick cage does something like oh is, is is that a fact is that a real name he's like well it's fact pending peer review but yeah i mean that was <laughs> uh. and i'm like i don't have to remember that one and then oh yeah and then like halfway through nicholas cage is like Oh fuck! That's right. I'm supposed to be at a, uh, the time capsule ceremony with that my son's like Ooh. the main thing of. I guess he won a contest or something and gets to cut the ribbon on a time capsule opening. It doesn't matter. So many contests uh, in this movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, life is a contest. I won him in a contest two towns over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look into it. Uh, <laughs> So we got to go to the capsule opening con uh, contest, geez, uh, ceremony, and uh, they open it up, and there's all these letters, and the, the like. The whispering starts up a little bit again, and it's like, and then the okay, and then the teachers just start handing them out to all the kids to open, and I'm yep. like, nope, 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 you're not getting any of those fucking back. You you yep. just threw that trash away. Yep. It yes, you did. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we may have a contender for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no no okay that's still, no, no. still a little still under. more believable than lights next to the telescope right, i mean right. it was poorly planned but i can imagine that schools did something that was poorly planned yeah. i mean it's not like they're trying to open in the middle of a pandemic am i right <laughs> oh speaking of the forecoming apocalypse uh <laughs> nicholas cage's son caleb is the one that gets lucinda's letter and he starts hearing the the whispering voices <laughs> Um, and then, okay, so he gets the letter, 
and then we cut to i guess dinner that night and uh we we find out this is the first point i noticed that caleb even had a hearing aid i don't know if i just missed it in previous scenes and stuff with them but he like uh yeah well in the the going to bed scene he like puts it in its case yeah i, I must have been i missed that away. too yeah this I, is the first time i noticed it as well yeah because yeah, i was like uh oh no they're going with the stephen king magical disabled kid oh, trope no. <laughs> dang it but uh yeah we it, we get a whole scene where Nick Cage is like, oh, you know, you weren't supposed to take that letter, right? Like, Why the fuck were they handing them out, Dad? <laughs> no. uh, Why would they even let us children touch them? Yeah. And then uh, it's like, all right, cool. Well, we'll take it back tomorrow. No harm, no foul, blah, blah, blah. Nick Cage like goes to tuck, uh, tuck Caleb in and I uh, sees Caleb's like watching videos of the dead mom. And so he's like, oh, okay, I better, uh, I better just leave him be or whatever. So he goes downstairs and starts, I've written down, Nicolas Cage watching the Tiger King. Woo! Yeah! It's just tigers. It's just tigers, but someone's got to film it. King of tigers! This movie knowing what the future held. Right? Nicolas Cage as the Tiger King. It was on the paper, everybody! Okay, This was the most accurate! (laughs) Yeah. So, and of course, the only way to watch Tiger King is drinking glass after glass of scotch. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> or like we drank Suffering Bastards while watching it. Absolutely, because what's a better drink? <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Cage like accidentally like sets his whiskey glass like it like spills a little bit or something on the uh, the letter. Oh no! And he's like, oh shit, no! He's like trying to brush it off, but he notices, wait, there's a circle of whiskey on this paper, and I'm like, yeah, you fucked it up, but you know you can blame it on the kid, say it's grape juice or something. <laughs> but he's like, wait these numbers they they mean something and then this is this is again one of the more realistic scenes where a math person gets a little drunk and starts uh thinking numbers mean something i mean my husband definitely has never had this moment nope nope not even a little bit don't even know he would say that not constantly thinking like that all the time I, i believe it was like as soon as the paper they show the paper like the first time i'm like Oh, oh, 11 I see that one right, <laughs> yep. right there. Yeah, like as soon as like the kid opens it up, you were like, "Oh, nine <laughs> eleven! <laughs> Never forget." I mean, Aww. I mean, the odds of seeing zero nine one one in a row is only one in ten thousand. So, nobody. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no numbers bad. Oh, if you need numbers, Steve makes math. He is an artisanal yeah. math maker. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He handcrafts. Hand he yeah. handcrafts his math. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I want to see that. Wait, are you saying mathematics or like methamphetamines? Mathematics. Okay, okay, just making You're sure. You're a math Just want to clarify in case anyone's a little confused out there. I am not <laughs> making drugs, wink wink. This reminds me of when I was in junior college. They were busy building a math lab. Yeah. It was a lab building for mathematics, but they just called it the math lab. Oh my god, we also I got to go to people. I got to go to I got to go to the grand opening of the math lab. <laughs> it's a well you saw it. It says math lab in mm-hmm. giant letters oh, on yeah. the side of this like four story building. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so drunk Nick Cage is doing math. He he basically goes beautiful mind on the this list of numbers and starts circling things and he's like and the one he finds like zero nine eleven oh one. And then 
2996 and he starts googling and shit and it's like oh my god 2996 people died at 9-11 and and then he starts doing a bunch of other numbers and it matches up with every world catastrophe over the last 50 years while this thing was rotting away in a time capsule and uh and the thing i've written down is you know compared to a lot of these uh like thousands of people dying in earthquakes and stuff like that the u.s did okay like Aside from 9-11, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of others out of the 50 or 60 that popped up on his sheet. Yeah, I was looking for other patterns as it was happening, too. Which is like, well, first of all, him writing 0, 9. Okay, my husband and I had the oh. same. Because uh, it was like nine one one, and then it was zero one, And I'm like, we had the same observation. So there's no, like, you know... Zero in front of it, so we know that this is when it is. It's just like no, no, no. Just we'll just do nine this there, and when it's like one two, then that's actually December. So like, there it's assuming that it's our calendar. So how egotistical yeah. is that? Yeah. Um. So there's that version of it, and then also like all these different. First of all, how is it that it took him that long to recognize nine eleven? I just it, it, was he that drunk? He was a little drunk. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he had yeah. been watching Tiger King. Did you guys not did you guys not catch the scene where he rips his white bar- board off the wall? Yeah. That's not a sober person move. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I just I was just in the moment with Nick Cage. I just didn't assume it was alcohol. He just fell into those soft blue eyes. <laughs> Rose Burns? Yeah. yeah. So so after being up all night drinking and having yeah. a gay old time, going beautiful mind, uh, he's then immediately woken up by his kid like, Dad, you got to drive me to school. You got the carpool today. And so we smash cut to him driving kids to school drunk. Uh-huh. Yep. And then... Uh, Sadly, and then still yeah, believable. Yeah. I mean, it checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, like, I, I don't know, later that day, he's, like, talking to uh, Ben Mendelsohn or something. And he's like... Okay, so I was doing, I was doing drunk math again last night. He's like, oh, of course you were. And uh, apparently, according to this thing, tomorrow eighty-one people are going to die in some sort of a tragedy, and like all these, uh, all these, uh, you know, big catastrophes and stuff. And it also includes the hotel fire my wife burned in. How did it get burned? How did it get burned? How did it get burned? Uh, and then, okay. And I remember, I remember the first time watching. It's like there's all these other numbers after them, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, they're coordinates. Come on, Nick. No, no. What what else is it gonna be? Like, oh no, just random phone numbers. I could have called to save them. No, it's it's like coordinates where they happened or something. Mm. But uh, but you know, good, we're not supposed to know eye, that Steve. yet. What what uh, what else would it be? Well, okay. So so Ben Mendelsohn's character was just like, what about these other numbers? And I'm just like. What about the fact that this lines up beautifully? I mean, clearly there's something, but let's not discount. There's other numbers. There's yeah. other numbers, what, Nick Cage. What, what are the odds to get this precise number yeah. just randomly? And it's like, I don't know, one in a quadrillion. That's a number, right? Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, one in three quadrillion. Uh, that sounds too much like Katrina, and I'm pretty sure that was in the yeah. date, so too soon, Oh, it Steve. was. It was. Damn it. <laughs> And Nick Cage is like, well, I should go see the uh, old-ass teacher that was around when this little girl wrote these numbers down. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yep. Um, and then while he's talking to the old lady, um, could you tell me uh, you know, what, what was weird about finding Lucinda? And she's like, oh, well, she was scratching at the door. Scratching at the door? Yeah, see, this movie even predicted Ghost Rider yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. And then like the kid's like waiting outside or something because he has to like watch the kid around. Or, I don't know what. But uh, some guys just drive up and he like goes over to talk to him and they hand him a rock and it's like, what, what are you doing talking to those guys? Hey, you guys come back here. Ah. And, and then he's like, hey, this gave me a rock. It's cool, right? It's shiny and shit. Okay, cool. So then, um, that's right, like Nick Cage's sister-in-law, Grace, shows up. Not Roseburn. Yeah, not Roseburn. Some yeah. lady. But uh, yeah, her, her sister, Grace, mm-hmm. uh, she shows up and is basically like, yeah, how you been? How's, how's the how's the little uh, little nephew doing? Uh, by the way, you remember our dad's a pastor, right? You haven't talked to him in a couple years, you know, since our sister, <laughs> my sister burned in a hotel fire or something. So this is a Stephen King movie, right? Pretty much. Super religious parents that uh, nobody wants to talk to. It's someone trying Magical to be children. Stephen King, definitely. I mean, it's definitely hitting a lot of Stephen King tropes. We could definitely do the drinking game. But it's in Massachusetts, not Maine. Mm. Oh, that drinking. That's a... <laughs> Drinking's a Stephen King trope, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not like yeah. there's an alcoholic father and a kid with superpowers. Oh, shit. A disabled kid with superpowers. Oh, no. oh my God. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Lucky Miami connection. <laughs> Oh, uh, maybe we, it's got to be coming soon. You love that movie I, so much. So, so me. It's weirdly um, everything you you want in a movie. Everything I want in a movie. <laughs> kind of like Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yes. Oh, I can't. Oh. All right, save it for the, the yeah. next pod. Yeah, next one. Um. So yeah. So then that night, uh, he's up watching the news. <laughs> You know, he's up watching his Fox News, and so uh, just like, what? Some catastrophe is going to happen. I got to see it happen. It's supposed to be tonight. Eighty-one people are going to die. Blah blah blah. And then again, he for he, he like sleeps through the morning, and I guess the kid gets to school somehow. He gets drunk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, drink, he yeah. yeah he gets drunk, and he apparently sleeps until like school gets out. Because yeah, like, the next scene is his son calling him, going, "Dad, where are you? You're on afternoon carpool." Fuck. So he runs off. Oh, yeah, and this is where also he, like, finally figures out that the other numbers are locations, like, you know, latitude and longitude. Oh, by the way, he's finding it out while stuck in traffic on, like, the Massachusetts Turnpike or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be late. Sorry, good. Wait, wait, that's this loop. And then he starts, like, looking at the paper, like, where this tragedy is supposed to happen is, and he realizes it's where he is. He takes this it into his GPS. Yeah. And then what happens to diana uh well there seems to be some sort of accident there so it's just like oh my god maybe this is what happened and this is the accident so he runs to the front sir 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 you're gonna have to get back in your car and then the person who's yelling at him looks up oh my god and a plane decides to descend right into the cars behind him yeah a fucking plane crash not 100 feet behind him right okay so this police officer this peace officer who is supposed to be protecting the public no warning or anything just starts running so nick cage turns around also he's looking the peace officer is looking directly behind nick cage Mm -hmm. the plane comes in from the right yeah (laughs) Uh yeah there was a storytelling lot of lot of things wrong with that (laughs) that's particular scene but still more believable than somebody turning on a lamp right next to their telescope that's true that's true (laughs) Uh, you know what? You know what? This is moving up to number two, though. I'm going to keep it on the board here. <laughs> yeah. So this plane crash, and then it's like 
yeah, he just crashes like off to the side of the freeway. Nick Cage is like running to the rescue with this cool little like quote unquote one shot. This is like a weird over digital one shot, and like I kept wanting to be impressed, but it kept doing stuff that was like too big for the scene and like pulling me out of it. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a little it was just weird and wonky and stuff with like spatial relations and stuff like that. But yeah, but but like Nick Cage is like running through this debris field basically, and there's like people burning alive and like ah help me! And of course, Izzy's screaming, "Drop and roll, dummy!" Nobody learns. Stop, drop and roll. Come yeah. on. Yeah, and yep. there's like people like, "Oh my god, help me, help me! Can you help me?" And then they see it's Nick Cage, and they're like, "Nope, you're not gonna help me." Ah. <laughs> And there's just fucking corpses everywhere. And I'm like, PG-13, huh? Yeah. Huh. Burning, smoldering corpses and people being, like, decapitated and shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like, whoa, this is oddly intense for what this movie was the the Uh first half hour or whatever we're up to. It took Um, a turn. Much like that plane. Yeah. Yeah. It took a a sharp turn left right into the ground. (laughs) It was pretty brutal. uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we find out later that night, like uh, as he's like walking in the door, I guess someone eventually picked up the kids and took them home. Um, but yeah, eighty-one people died. You got to see it, and shit, kids. They're like, "What? What happened? What? What's going on? Why? Why are you like this? Why? Can I have some? Can I have some veggie lasagna? Come on, Dad. What? You know, just being a real shit kid. <laughs> yep. Still, still maintaining then... my uh, vegetarianism. But uh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I like men now. Yeah. Uh, so Ben, uh, Ben Mendelsohn then comes over and they start, you know, spouting theories. And of course, Ben's like trying to play devil's advocate, but it's like I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. This, this shit happened. What, what does it mean though? And all that. He's like, well, there's two disasters left on this paper, and then, um, uh, so we gotta, you know, figure that shit out. Once for like three days from now, and the other ones like next week or something i I don't know something like that yeah and uh keep him away from the tv yeah so so caleb's like up in his room or whatever and he starts hearing the whispering and like looks outside and there's just some gangly dude out there in a trench coat (laughs) and just looks up at him and points at him and of course caleb's just standing there going okay whatever but then (laughs) then he starts getting some vision of like everything outside's like on fire yeah. Basically, he gets to see a Smokey the Bear commercial where, like, all the animals are on fire. And... Okay, animals know to stop, drop, and roll instinctively. <laughs> so, also false. But what if they're, like, those uh, those fire creatures from Pokemon? Yeah, like like a Charmander? Exactly, Then like they a wouldn't be screaming. <laughs> Put it on the board, Steve. Well, Put it on the board. Put it on the board? Yeah. All right, animals knowing how to stop, drop, and roll. Okay, that's like number three. Thank you. That is more believable than somebody putting a light next to a fucking telescope. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's on the board. But Um. it was. But I'll be perfectly honest. I think I may have been more traumatized by the uh, by the animals on fire than the humans on fire. Oh, when they introduced the bunny early, I'm like, honey, is this bunny gonna die? You want me to look it up for you? No. No, don't do it. Okay, the bunny never comes back. Yeah, it does. At, no. at the end end. Well, no, that's a different bunny. Different bunny. Oh, is it? Yeah. So Your the tail. bunny at the beginning in the telescope scene is a big, like, slate blue colored bunny. Oh. Definitely a different bunny. Also, this kid's supposed to just fucking love animals and care for everything in life and all of that. Uh, I'm going to call that into question later in this movie. Okay. Oh, good. 
But uh, all right. So so after seeing uh, I, I don't know a forest fire apocalypse, uh-huh. uh, of course Caleb does what any kid would do and just screams. And then uh, Nicholas Cage like runs up there like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, there's a man out on the lawn. He's making me see prophecies. What? All right, you son of a bitch. And Wait, he, like, you're runs saying out there, deformed like, bears? Yeah, right. Wait. Bears, prophecy. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, half bear, half bee. Not the bees. Oh, coming soon. Man bear pig? Don't worry, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> Have you seen the prophecy, Diana? uh wait no the the christopher walken no 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 that's no. just prophecy the prophecy is a late oh. 70s uh animal exploit animal horror movie starring armando sante and uh, what no i think it's the other way i think the prophecy is christopher walken i think prophecy is just is the bear i'm pretty sure okay. the, the way. prophecy is the the, the bear but the point is but, yeah, not the same Arma- movie not only that it's armando sante as a native <gasps> american yeah oh. Which, I mean, I've seen worse this week. But... <laughs> Look up Grey Owl. Oh, Grey Owl. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> plays a Native American. I think I Does remember the cover of that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's actually a pretty good movie. Steve, he literally, literally. plays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, check it out. Huh. Directed by uh, Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah. Who also directed Gandhi. <laughs> By the way, what? if you're ever curious what my father looked like, he looked like Dr. Hammond. Oh. Spend no expense. One of the Attenboroughs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard. Yep. Yeah. Isn't there John? Uh, He's got a brother. There's more yeah, than Richard one. and who's the other Attenborough? Yeah, I think it is John. Woo! Yeah. So, yeah, after chasing off the dude who he never saw into the forest, mm-hmm. um, Nicholas Cage decides the next day he's going to start... Uh, start stalking Lucinda's daughter. Smart. Yeah. Played yeah. by Rose Byrne. Yeah. And cage stalking children. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he follows up. And, and the kid's with him the whole time, too. It's like, does so the kid know they're just stalking people at this point? Or what? what's going on with that? Yeah, so they go to the museum. Um, and then he starts having awkward-ass small talk with Rose Byrne. I've written down... Nick Cage, the master of awkward small talk. Yeah. <laughs> How does this man ever get laid? Because he's amazing. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. Turns out her daughter is also obsessed with the animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nick Cage, like, immediately starts going into talking about, like, how, like, oh, I think your daughter has a gift. Like, my son has a gift. And what hearing voices about? and blah, blah, blah. I like, have what? to go now? <laughs> Wait, Smart. did your mom ever talk about stuff? Yeah. is your mom is your mom crazy too <laughs> yeah basically he starts catching up di- uh rose burn on the rest of the movie or on the on, on the, the look first i don't talk about movie. that part of my life anymore and i'm gonna go now because you're getting really weird well 178 people are gonna die in new york city you know what? Tomorrow. i don't even care i don't care and then three days after that there's gonna be nope, 33 I'm more people goodbye, to die goodbye, goodbye forever yeah so then, uh, of course, Nick Cage does the only thing he can do. Uh, after seeing on the news, the terror level has been raised to, I don't know, magenta. Uh-huh. Huge. Uh, he calls the FBI and says, hey, 178 people are going to die at the intersection of, like, Worth and Lafayette in New York City. And, of course, the FBI's like, that's great, sir. Why don't you come tell us in person? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, do you know what Guantanamo is? You're going to find out. So basically, he drops uh, his son off with his uh, his sister Grace, 
And uh, yeah, that, this is where he tells him, don't, don't let him watch the news. <laughs> and it's like, why? What, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, that sounded a little bit too freaky. Well, yeah, so, uh, so instead Nick Cage drives to New York, goes to the corner of Worth and Lafayette, where he sees a lot of, uh, a lot of people in uniforms, a lot of people out of uniforms yep. walking around the place, yep. and he runs well, up to the... Oh, oh sorry, this, this is where I should chime in with my unrealistic, uh, uh, candidate here. Uh, he drives up to New York, he parks, and then he just goes across the street to where he needs to be. Yep. Yeah, plenty of parking right there in the middle of Wall Street or something. Yeah, I don't know exactly where this is, but it's New York City. I'm assuming it's Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> with all of the people in suits at the subway, I'm just like, no, 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 no. How close are they to Wall Street? And even if that were the case, no, not everyone is in their suit. Oh, there's somebody dressed in a hoodie. Okay, that's a little better. That that yeah. can't be right. So he goes up, uh, starts talking to the closest police officer, saying, No, this place supposed to be closed off. What the hell are you guys doing? And he's like, That's great, sir. Why don't you come with me and my friends here, and we'll just uh, get you the hell out of here. Uh, you know, we'll start probing you, finding out where the bomb is or something. Mm-hmm. But instead he's like, Nope, fuck this, and runs off, goes into the subway, um, and <laughs> he's just like down there in the subway, and there's one guy that looks kind of sketchy, and so he immediately just starts chasing after him. <laughs> you, you look guilty. Let's go. Oh, and of course the guy's like, oh, there's an asshole chasing me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then the cop sees like two guys running literally right alongside a fucking moving train uh, right there on the track. Or the, not the track, the platform. Yeah, platform. Yeah, the platform. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, of course, the cop immediately pulls a gun on. I was like, oh, get to the fucking As out. he should. Somebody oh. called in a bomb threat the day before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That yeah. cop is on, on high, high fucking alert. Yeah. Well, that's right. They get into the train, too. And that's what, yeah, the, that's when the cop pulls the gun on. I'm like, hey, asshole, blah, blah, blah. And then we find out the guy that was running had bootleg DVDs under his coat. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that goes nowhere, right? Nope. Wait. There's something happening up on the tracks. There's like a short or something. Spark. And of course, the wrong track. There's a train coming right for us. Oh, shit. Everybody get out of the way. Boom. Fucking CGI crash from hell. Just mowing through people. Just. You're seeing bodies going under. But no blood. There's a little. A little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a little spring like on the, the windows and stuff. And it's like, yeah, fuck! Yeah. So yeah. gross. Uh, what was it? 178 people die? PG-13, though. So, damn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so Nicolas Cage survives, though, because, yep. you know, he's he's the hero. Yeah. Or does he? And he was a ghost the whole time. No, he survived. Oh! Um, and he goes home with his son. Uh, oh yeah, after picking up his son or whatever at the sisters, but Rose Byrne and her daughter are waiting there at the house, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Okay, cool. So, so, uh, so what, 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 what's going on here? What's this? What, 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 what numbers did my mom tell you? Blah blah blah." And he's like, "Well, okay, uh, coming up on October nineteenth, uh, thirty-three people are gonna die." And she's like, "Well, that's cool. That's the day my mom said that I was gonna die." Ugh okay mm-hmm. and they just start exchanging a bunch of sad stories on the drive out to grandma's trailer mm-hmm. and it's like yeah well yeah my i always thought my mom was crazy and she but she told me i was gonna die and i was like no i'm just not gonna believe it and he's like 
Yeah, my wife burned in a hotel, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm single, and you're single, <laughs> right? Our kids will probably grow up and marry each other. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be, yeah. It, it'll only be weird later. Um, or now. So they pull up to the grandma's trailer, like out in the middle of the forest somewhere. Yep. And, uh, maybe do you, do you remember what you were screaming as soon as we pulled up to the trailer? Oh, the lights on above the front door. Yep, all the porch lights are on, so we can distinctly like, see the trailer. It's like no one's lived here in like fifteen years. Yeah, right? who's paying the fucking the fucking electric bill? <laughs> Put that on powered. the list. <laughs> wait, wait, solar powered. It's going down low on the list, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, you know what? Yeah, the we, Walmart. We never see the top of the trailer. Walmart. Well, and Walmart has those little like stick-on ones that has a little built-in solar panel. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, it's, I, all, it's on the board, but it's low, guys. Yeah. Okay. That's fucking bullshit. Mildly plausible. <laughs> Mildly. More plausible than somebody being able to see the rings of Saturn through a telescope with a fu- with seven fucking lanterns next to it. Don't worry, there's more contenders coming up, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, so that, yeah, then they are like looking around. I uh, I forget. Like, were all the numbers like written on like a chalkboard or something in the trailer? Is that how they see? Like, wait, this doesn't say thirty three. It's like two e's backwards for some fucking reason. Okay. Uh... Uh, I thought he had it like a picture of it on his Photo? phone or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, maybe that was it. Maybe okay. Oh, oh that's right. They go into like the mom's or the grandma's like or uh-huh. Lucinda, I guess Lucinda's uh, what used to be the bedroom or something. Yep. And there's like a, a room of disasters and stuff, like where it's got all the pictures and stuff on the wall. Like, oh yeah, a thousand people die in Mexico with an earthquake and blah blah blah. And it's like I don't know something out of seven, but uh, and then there's like the <laughs> Uh, p- illustration for like Ezekiel one of like yeah I uh, don't know some dude with a beard and the sun and a goat lion creature I don't know my mom used to stare at this picture for hours that's that's actually where we found her corpse lying right there <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> yeah we uh, host it down don't worry yeah. by the way I you know what possibly more unbelievable than people having lanterns next to uh to the telescopes <laughs> yeah. this trailer doesn't have any leaks like the the roof oh, isn't caving no. in well it's because it's covered with solar panels yeah tra- every trailer leaks every <laughs> single trailer leaks well that's what happens when they're made out of cardboard <laughs> yeah okay. particularly one that's been abandoned for 15 years yeah true. yeah hmm yeah, but uh, oh, they also find like the little black rocks, kind of like the ones the guys gave Kayla. But there's like I don't know, thirty of them. But it kind of leads them to a trail like under the bed, and then Nick Cage like apparently it was a Murphy bed the whole time, and like flips it up. It's a Murphy bed the whole time. I think I think I know what the E E means. <gasps> and like a and like scratched into the bottom of like a piece of leather on the bottom of the bed. I don't know what it says. Everyone else, everyone else, everyone else, everyone else. And it's like, extinction Steve. level event. I was going to say, yeah, Steve, though, what was your... Uh... Oh, as soon as I said EE, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, extinction event. That's 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 what it means, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, so, where, yeah, I saw it and I thought, everyone! Everyone! <laughs> <laughs> See, Gary Oldman knew. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. It, meanwhile, like they're going around the, the dead grandma's trailer and the kids are just out in the SUV or whatever, you know, just waiting. But then the whispering starts again. And the kids are looking around. Oh my God, there's a lot of tall gangly white people walking towards us. 
We'll wait till they're really close up before we start honking the horn and letting anybody know. Because I kind of want to know what they're saying. Anyway. And then, uh, yeah, so they honk the horn. Nick Cage comes running out, ready to kick some ass, but they're all gone. Yeah. Like, well, what is it? Oh, there were people outside. They're saying we could go with them. And then Cage is like, nope, fuck this. Pulls a gun out of the dashboard. (laughs) And he goes running into the woods. I'm like, all right, good luck with that, buddy. You could just get the fuck out of there. Too easy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, that's right. And then he, like, catches up to one of them. He's like, freeze, motherfucker. And then the guy just slowly turns around, looks at him. Opens his mouth, and apparently the sun's inside of his head. Ooh, it's the bees! Yep. <laughs> it's the fucking mouth light, like, right into his eyes. Like, oh, fuck! And the guy disappears. It's like... Big trouble, little China, you hacks! That's right. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I'm willing playing? to wager in a director's cut. He'd be like, hmm, I hear you like to look at telescopes while light is going. Let me help you with that. <laughs> And then he sees the ring of, rings of Saturn in the man's mouth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so then we cut to a little later. Uh, I guess they get home and Nick Cage uh, gets in bed with his son, which is like, okay, that's a little weird. It's a little small bed for that to go on. Um, but then he starts making promises he intends to keep, like, I promise I will never die or something uh, like that. Nobody's ever kept that promise in a movie. That's right. Uh. And then, uh, I, I feel like Diana's there with me. Uh, uh. And then we get to a part of the movie, the movie where it's like, uh, wow, what could this extinction uh, event thing mean? You know, where everyone's gonna die? What, what is it gonna be like? I don't know. Is the world just gonna blow up, or is it gonna be the rapture or something? And then, oh, that's right. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Ben Mendelsohn are having this conversation, and then Ben Mendel. I think it's Ben Mendelsohn says, Hey, remember that solar flare thing you were working on like two years ago where you were saying a solar flare was going to roast the earth like in three days? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this was like your fucking thesis a couple years ago. And you're like, Oh yeah, I kind of remember something like that. Shit. Is it 2009 already? Uh... Yeah. So apparently that's like, that's how it's going to end. It's going to wipe out the earth. And then it's like, well, how how am I supposed to stop the end of the world? Yep, good question. You can start by wearing a mask, everybody. That's right. Yeah. And you can find masks at redbubble.com. Search Has- Untidy Venus. Is it Untidy Venus or... Oh, sorry, it's Izzy Creates. Yeah, Search okay. Izzy Creates. Yeah. All one word. Do your part. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> And so then uh, Nick Cage breaks the news to, like, Rose Byrne and everybody, you know, is basically like, so apparently the Earth's going to end in, like, I don't know, 14 hours? Uh, What should we do? And, of course, uh, Rose Byrne's like, you know, I know where there's some caves at where we could go down and hide out for the solar flare thing. we could go down, huh? Yeah, go down in those caves, those sweet, sweet caverns. Um, (laughs) Diana, something wrong? I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't well, want that right. to go into my repertoire of vocabulary. Thank you. <laughs> sweet, sweet caverns. Um, <laughs> so then Nick Cage, uh, like it was hinted at earlier, but there's like this present that I guess he got from his wife or for his wife or something earlier. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I guess now's a good time as any. I should open it up and see what's in there. And it's a locket with pictures in it. And it's like, 
okay cool uh-huh. then he yeah. decides now's the time i'm gonna call my father-in-law and you know i know he's a religious man so he's gonna like to know that uh i have a prophecy and uh you should get your ass underground and you know the rapture's coming <laughs> make sure your affairs are in order i guess make sure you're right with god uh, and, the, and i love how the father-in-law is kind of like i'm good I've, I've lived if, a full life i'm not gonna live in a cave fuck that see this is the thing Freedom. like the anti-maskers they're hearing god calling them home so they yeah. they're they're waiting yeah i mean can they can they wait over there like six feet or more feet away from me i mean, I mean right i mean I, I think the answer is obvious we just got to go in the caves wait no that's not it yeah oh oh, that's right and around this time this is when um like after the phone call i go see hey caleb how's it go what are you doing writing down all these numbers oh no (laughs) but then but then he like takes the paper out from under and then caleb just starts scratching it into the ground and he's like wait scratching scratching at the door (laughs) scratching So, like, you explaining that to me, it just made me realize something. I think at the moment when I was watching it, I'm just like, so this is, is this implying that the end of the world isn't going to happen and now other disasters are going to be in the future? Or did did we ever figure out what he was scratching up? Uh, I uh, So when he was scratching it all down, yeah, they never, like, he never, like, got to, like, look at the numbers because I assume he's like, well, everything's going to be gone in two days anyway, so whatever. Oh, but, geez. But, but, but this is when he's like, no, wait, scratching at the door. That's right. I need to go find that door at the elementary school that Lucinda scratched into because maybe there's something in there that'll whatever. I don't know. Weirdly I, enough. This part got a little convoluted for me. but Oh, sure. But I actually considered it believable that a door that's been there for 50 years would still be in a public elementary school. That oh, yeah, I bought. Yeah, and oh, just yeah, painted over like twelve times. That, yep. That's easily yeah. the most believable. Yeah, yeah, Indeed. that's that's not even going on the board, guys. <laughs> no. Um, but Nick Cage like showing up and just like taking the door off, taking it <laughs> home, doing the heat gun and the 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 scraper, like the paint scraper thing on it to try to get coordinates as to I guess where the oh that's right he's getting the coordinates to find out where this uh, everyone else event is happening. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess he wants front row seats or something. Sure. And uh, and as he's, like, scraping the paint and stuff off the door, that's when Rose Burns like, nope, fuck this. I'm taking the kids with me to the caves. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Yep. And then uh, and then he's like, well, where are you guys going? And he, like, tries calling them, but there's no cell phone signals because I guess the solar flares are knocking out all the satellites or something like that. And that's right. And the kids start hearing the voices again. And they're like, no, they, they talk to us. They know where we are. And they say we can go with them and blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's right. And then like the emergency broadcast system comes on telling everyone, hey, stay indoors <laughs> or get underground if you can or whatever. Uh, shit's about to go down. No further questions, Your Honor. Uh, oh, that's right. They stop at like a gas station and Caleb calls Nick Cage and he's like, Dad, where? what's happening what's going on and find out like the coordinates are where the grandma's trailer was that's where they're all trying to get now instead Mm -hmm. of the caves or i I don't know rose burns starts screaming she's like no we have to save the children and then they're immediately kidnapped (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like she's like screaming she's like screaming at like the parents or something like in the gas station like no we have to save the kids and then like the car's like driving off and she's like fuck 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 and then 
Does she like hop in somebody else's, like steal somebody else's car? I think car she and gets in their car, him? the car they pulled up in. Oh, oh, so the car that drove off was like somebody. Okay. So well, the, the, they, the, they took the, her car. They took her car, so I yeah. think she took their car. Like they jumped out of their car and jumped into hers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Oh, that makes All sense. Right. Yeah. That's right. what I thought because nobody else was freaking out about her taking a car. Yeah, that's and nobody a, mentions good, it. Good well, they were kind of they were kind of riding alluding too, but yeah, okay, okay, I'll buy it. So yeah, so she's chasing after this car and driving and like, oh god, oh my god, my babies, ah, just screaming and shit. And then like, you know, there's a little bit of traffic. She's like, nope, I'm gonna go around because this is how I do it, right into an intersection. And Diana, what happens? Uh, crash yep fucking semi just smashes Ugh. fucking t-bones rosemary on the side savage. sending her just rolling down the road and i have written down fuck pg-13 yeah it's a lot yep <laughs> so what happens here oh yeah nicholas cage uh pulls up to the gas station it's like was our woman acting crazy here and it's like fucking everybody's acting crazy these assholes are looting my store she was here she had two kids she would have been really panicked oh yeah whatever she went that way hey hey you're gonna pay for that you know screaming at some other guy uh so he peels out of the gas oh that's right when he pulls into the gas station he yeah. does like fucking like dukes of hazard yeah. like <laughs> like peeling in then he asks the people then he's like oh then that way you say peeling out of there and i'm like god damn yeah <laughs> Somebody's driving angry. Ah? Ah? I get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Mandy. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. The Rock? Uh... <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas in a hurry. No. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he drives up, gets to the crash site, um, and the cops are already, like, firing warning shots and stuff. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah, that's right. Everybody's losing their shit. Uh, he like goes up to like the uh, the uh, ambulance, and they're like putting Rose Burns' corpse in there. Now they're like trying to revive her, but uh, after a couple uh, you know clears, they're like, well, call it exactly midnight. Yep. And then uh, Nick Cage is like, oh man, that sucks. Oh, there's a rock in your hand. Huh. Well, I'm going to take it from your still warm corpse. Uh, oh, yeah, and the EMT's just, like, immediately left, too. And it's like, like, well, she's dead. What else we got going on out here? And then, you know, they just, like, walk Nick, watch Nick Cage walk in. Um, so, yeah, so then uh, basically what happens from here? Yeah, he, like, drives to the trailer, the grandma's trailer. Yep. Oh, and he's driving, and he has, like, the gun in his hand, like, right there on the wheel. And I'm like, that's an accident waiting to happen. Right. Uh, it was not good watching that the whole time. And then, uh, yeah, so he gets to the trailer and sees one of the gangly dudes, and he pulls a gun on him. He's like, I want my son! Bring me back my son! And uh, Caleb <laughs> showed... killed my wife! <laughs> killed my wife! Uh, <laughs> is that my daughter in is there? That, is that my daughter in there? <laughs> is that my daughter in there? But then Caleb shows up and he's like, Dad, no, it's okay. We just got to go with him. This is apparently 
I don't know, an arc or something? Some sort of alien rapture that's happening right now? Hey, look, I get a new bunny. By the way, I never made a fuss about leaving my bunny behind. Not Because every kid would just leave their fucking beloved pet behind when apparently all they do is love animals. Yep. <laughs> but he didn't eat it, so he's still a good kid. Awesome, Fafa. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, apparently we're just getting caught up like, oh yeah, it's basically the rapture, but with aliens and, you know, they're letting us take these animals and a bunch of animals from the forest and stuff too. And okay, cool. A spaceship shows up and the spaceship is like, I don't know, some weird, some weird like screensaver or something like a, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But, um, Mm. but basically like, you know, the kids are walking up and, uh, one of the gangly dudes is like the bouncer. We're like. Whoa, whoa, yeah. where's your past, buddy? They got rabbits. What about you? <laughs> no. I uh, just rock. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and they're, like, doing the whisper voices or whatever, and the kid's like, what, really? Oh, man. But Sorry, no. Dad, they say only the Chosen can go. But, 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 Dad, I want you to go. I don't want to leave my daddy. By the way, the it's other okay. little girl is like, my mommy's dead, and it's okay. Yeah, totally. I'm a sociopath. I, I got a bunny. I got a bunny. Who needs a bunny? Yeah. Oh, and also it's like, uh, like only the chosen can go. And uh, Nick Cage is like, I'm sorry, I can't go with you, Caleb. He's like, I, I know. That's what I just said. You're not chosen. I, I get it. It's, it's, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. Watch out. Watch over uh, Abby, the the other daughter and stuff. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. Whatever that means. Uh, uh, don't, don't worry. We'll all be together. I know it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. So he gives Caleb the locket with the pictures inside. They say their goodbyes. Um, and apparently this is where the gangly alien men also have, like, Thanos skin. Because, I don't yeah. know, they snap their fingers and it just kind of blows off like dust. And they're these glowing, you know, what the, the glowing grays or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, they, and like as uh, what's his nuts uh, Caleb's getting into the ship they're like doing the sign language thing where it's like uh, well, together forever whatever the thing is I mm-hmm. love you and then okay and then the alien guys like they like look up and like these wings kind of show up on their back like they're angels and they float up with the kids in the spaceship and then the ship I guess flies off to Krypton because <laughs> I missed the wings thing. Ugh, you just made it worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the ship. Okay, so it looks like a screensaver, like at the bottom when they're like picking the people up. But then it's like I don't know this like crystalline thing that like combines and looks like a crystally spear yeah. thing. Like, and, and then yeah, like 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 you know the ships you see in the old uh, Superman movies. Yeah. As I get cool, flying off to Krypton. Roll credits. <laughs> Wait, no, there's still a good 15 minutes of this movie left, everybody. What? You would think that's where the movie ends. Nope. So Nick Cage, watching this whole thing, like, I guess passes out or whatever, (laughs) wakes up the next morning, Mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, well, I guess I'll go back to New York, because there's no way that's a goddamn clusterfuck. It'll be just fine. (laughs) I can drive through it just fine. All the roads are there. (laughs) I'm like, how is he driving through this? (laughs) <laughs> oh oh we, we, do we have a winner is him driving through new york <laughs> during... in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> yeah during during armageddon yeah 
and, and then okay he's driving through and ben mendelson and his wife are there and i'm like wait they'd be in boston why is he driving through new york i don't understand what's happening right now yeah i saw that and i just went uh stupid no go on yeah Oh, that's right. Is it because he's dry? And then eventually, I guess after driving through Manhattan, he gets back out to the country where uh, the in-laws' house is. Um, and basically, he shows up, and the whole family's there, and he's like, "Caleb's safe. Don't worry about it." They hug it out, and then uh, the, the 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 pastor dad is like, "This isn't the end." And I'm like, "Really? All right." Only so, the beginning. And then uh, then there's a giant heat wave that scorches all the earth. And yeah. everybody's burning asunder. Yeah. Wait, what? We then smash cut to the fields of Valhalla where there's a couple of kids walking Walking in the fakest looking fucking like like something out of what dreams may come. And they're walking to the one tree of life. There's no one else in this entire place. Uh-huh. Now roll credits. Uh. Roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen. That's Knowing. Yep. Diana, would you recommend people watch Knowing? I would. Well, if you want to understand what the hell just happened that we described, yes. If not, (laughs) don't. Ugh. I do not recommend this movie. All right, noted. Uh, Babe, would you recommend Nicolas Cage in the Kingdom of Crystal Skulls? (sighs) Turn it off as soon as they enter the, the field. Like, skip the whole, like, last 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. And then it's a fine movie. Like, that's what I was telling Steve. Like, cut out the whole third act. Just <laughs> stop it right. He pulls into the field. You see the tall, lanky figures coming at you. Uh-huh. End the movie. Leave you, like, going, like, the fuck just happened? That's a... That, I mean, that's a Stephen King ending right there. Yes. But, but because Stephen King is horrible at endings, you gotta have something. I Hell, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, if you cut it where they're like flying off, it's the whole E.T. ending or whatever, mm-hmm. roll credits, and it's like, okay, cool, kind of uplifting note, at least the kids will move on, blah, 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 but then it's like, no, I was promised a rapture, goddammit, I want to see the earth burn, and okay, cool, you, you, you can get that if you want, a little CGI day after tomorrow fucking wave swiping across Manhattan, if that's what you want. That's what I want! Yeah. I mean... But, uh, I would say that, you know, so as I was watching it, I'm like, I know this movie did not do well, but, you know, Nicolas Cage giving it his all. Rose Byrne doing great. Ben Mendelsohn with what he has, not bad, you know? It's it's a, it's like it's all there, but this was this was a fine movie until it was a bad movie. Yeah. Ugh. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have more beer. Fun mm-hmm. facts. Oh! <gasps> And what we learn from knowing. When the world is in danger. Sea levels have been rising steadily, leading to economic collapse. When the threat is beyond belief. Zorn is back from the dead. We never did find his body in San Francisco Bay all those years ago. I told you these microchips would be huge. Now I have to flood the world. Flood the microchip market? No, the world! Like that water movie with the fish man. There's only one man who can save us. Bond. James Bond.
I've developed a lot of gadgets over the years, 007, but a time machine simply isn't one of them. You're not the man you once were, Bond. Time knows no mercy. Didn't you die a few movies ago? Obviously, that's completely irrelevant. But when that one man reaches a certain age, he could probably use some help. Don't worry. I've arranged a meeting with an old friend of mine. Wait, you're not Anya Amasova? No, but I am Agent Triple X. Now, two cultural icons must work together to bring down evil. Mr. Bond, Mr. Cage, you see, it's already too late. Project Final Strike is already underway. Yeah, well I live for this sh- Language. Do you want a PG-13 rating or not? There you go with your old man MPAA regulations. Old man, gentlemen, you're literally eight gentlemen, months guys, older than I am. Look it up. I'm over here divulging my evil plan. But will they be able to even get along? Yeah? Well, you know about extreme sports. Well, since you asked, I'm an Olympic-level skier and marksman. Uh, I've raced uh, speedboats, jet skis, snowmobiles, sports cars with missiles on them, all while people were shooting at me. Uh, let's see, I have motorbiked through bazaars, taught Jason Bourne how to parkour, windsurfed a tsunami, uh, basically invented your precious snowboarding while listening to Beach Boys, and I still hold the record for the highest bungee jump in human history. Uh, so kindly show me some goddamn respect. Oh yeah? Well, I get a lot of ladies, too. <laughs> Child, please. I secured more confirmed strange and a view to a kill than you have your entire franchise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have this bomb to design. I just don't think I should be alone tonight. I'll watch her. You will. No, I'm watching her. Well, who do you think? But I'm more qualified. Who the monkey dishwasher? Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn it! Hello, James. Mayday. I thought you... Died in an explosion? No. I'm a genetically altered superhuman, like Wolverine or Captain America. Are those secret agents? Are you kidding me? I'm Groot. See? He gets it! James Bond and Xander Cage to return in No Hope for Sequel Coming this fall on your favorite podcatcher. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemcast. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it! Yeah, they get better every week. Yeah! Especially that Happily Ever Aftermath podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Danny, you, you've heard of that podcast, right? It's familiar, yeah. I think so. Any uh, particular favorite episodes on that one? Oh, so I am partial to uh, the Romancing the Stone episode. Mm. really like that one. Um, Love that oh movie. yeah, yeah. You can also check out uh, the Thin Man and Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, wow, that's a that's an interesting uh, couple of episodes to have for uh, <laughs> relationship with movies and our relationships with them. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's uh it's all deep, and uh, we get into it. I like that. 
So deep. <laughs> right there on the moonwalk. All right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of getting into it deep, Steve yeah. loop me up. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, I'll start off with something from Salt Flats Brewing Company. Their Kilted Harley Scottish Ale. Woo! 9% alcohol by volume. Oh, yeah. Is this one of my birthday beers? It is, yes. Yeah. yeah from, <clears throat> excuse me, from uh, Janet. From right? Janet at Gypsy Nails. If you're in the Utah Ogden area, get your nails done at Gypsy Nails. Yeah, this uh, particular beer, our amber meets our old Gaelic style. Floats your skirt on or off your ride. Whoa. <laughs> Booyah. All right, well, allow me while I pop my bottom, I guess, with my kilted skirt. Oh, his bottom. <laughs> Airy. <laughs> Right. So much furrier than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the poor. Oh, wow. Ooh, that is a beautiful reddish brown ale. It's got a uh, kind of a light khaki colored head that is dissipating quickly. I'm going to guess due to the alcohol volume. Yeah, probably. Ooh, this yeah, smells aroma. like caramel and booze. Caramel booze. Mm. Mm. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, nice uh, caramely notes. Uh, a little bit of that, like, date or fig kind of flavor to it, too. But, yeah, a little drier than I was expecting. By the way, uh, if anybody is hearing a sound of... It sounds gently, like, like very softly, like sandpaper on wood. I am being licked to death by uh, Poe the cat. Oh, Poe. Don't you know. She just thinks I'm delicious, apparently. Aww. Diana, still hitting the hard stuff on your end? Oh, yeah. It's the only way to stay hydrated officially. <laughs> right <clears throat> all right um diana would you be interested in any fun facts would they happen to be super fun facts because they're fun fun facts indeed oh, she uh, said it. bring it on all right ladies <gasps> rotten tomatoes um <laughs> wow this is gonna be great <laughs> diana how yeah. do you think the critics felt uh, about knowing I'm so sad because I saw it before I came on the show. Oh, fine. Oh, so I'm, right. I'm the only one going in blind. All right, Izzy, what do you think the critics oh, thought? Oh, God damn it. Critics did not like this movie. Critics don't like aliens. Fact. Critics oh, didn't oh, even love like aliens. aliens. They like it. Oh, they like the second one. Yeah, because they missed the boat on the first exactly. one, they realized. Yeah, no, but they don't like aliens at the end of a movie. That's they don't true. like surprise aliens. No one wants to be surprised. Nobody likes contact. Right. I like contact. <laughs> I waited three hours to watch the movie, and the alien ended up being her fucking father. <laughs> I actually like that movie, but again, except would. for the last ten minutes. Yeah, well. We all got answers. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to be really generous with this one, with this one and say 17. 33% with Ooh. the critics, but the audience score. Oh, snap. That's going to be 17. 42. Oh. Yeah. All right. So surprisingly middling numbers. Yeah. Definitely not the worst <clears throat> Nick Cage movie. Uh, this was the film debut of baby Hem Liam Hemsworth. Oh, baby Hemsworth. <laughs> so apparently, the Hemsworth. So apparently it was right after this when he started getting into the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. Uh, Diana, you, you mentioned earlier this movie didn't do so well? Uh, I don't think it did, but remember, it, it blurred with all the rest of the Nicolas Cage movie, so why don't you give us the facts, Steve? It's so incredibly unmemorable, I feel like I've already forgotten it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> but a uh, $50 million budget, which, I mean, there's a lot of CGI and stuff, I mean, it makes uh, sense. Uh -huh. Nick Cage was making coin at that time. Sure. Uh, U.S. gross $80 million dollars. 
Worldwide grossed $184 million, and yet no one remembers it. That's how. (laughs) They had to buy actual aliens for the Steve. No CGI. Oh, there you go. (laughs) We had to have them imported. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, this makes a lot of sense. So Richard Kelly was originally set to write and direct the project. Oh. Uh, anybody know who Richard Kelly is? Oh, who's he, oh, Steve? Oh, oh, I know this one. Oh, I know oh, this one. Yeah, yes, Diana, you? Oh, oh, uh, the writer and director of Donnie Darko? Yes. And also Do- Southland Tales? Yes. Okay, that's and as far as I'm going to go. And the one that's the Patreon exclusive for Mystery March. <gasps> Wait, oh, no, go ahead. The Box. Oh. Yeah, babe. Imagine the director of The Box doing the this. No, so boring. Again, you know what though? Both these movies have something in common in that they're both movies with a lot of good potential. Yeah. But they're ruined by aliens. Or saved. No, they're ruined. Would it be better if they were angels? No, see, they would be much better if we didn't know. If we left never knowing. Okay. Knowing. If we didn't know the knowing. What if they were gods of Egypt? No, in that one. Like, it it should be ambiguous. Like, the best horror movies are ones where you leave not knowing if you're safe or not. That's why Alien is great. True. That's why why Jaws is great. That's why Grizzly is great. No, he got blew up with a rocket. That's right. But there could be another one. Oh my god, there's definitely another one. Hopefully coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, like, all these things have parents and could be breeding and... Yeah, like the yeah. You you should not know. Don't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull it should just be like flash a light and then like boom cut to credits. Same wait. with this. It should just be like dark figures in the forest and then boom cut to dark. So wait, when you said Crystal Skull, you mean like the 20th Century Fox logo flash of lights and then the movie's over cuz that would have saved that movie. <laughs> no no all right I, out, I will grant up until the jungle swinging scene that movie's just a regular indiana jones scene i know everybody hates the fridge thing the fridge thing is just as believable as him jumping out of a helicopter or plane whatever with a fucking raft, raft yeah. true i no. was fine with that it like indiana jones has a level of like quirkiness to it which i am perfectly fine with and then yeah. like the swinging like monkeys i was like oh no and then the aliens is like, you know what? This was, if you, again, movie is cut at the last 20 minutes. It's like they brought themselves into a corner and were like, fuck, what do we do? Yeah. Well, aliens. Well, we introduced that Shia LaBeouf's character fences. So now he has to fence later on. Mm. Yeah, we could have just cut that part out. That's yep. a quick, like, honestly, just some editing and all these movies are suddenly great. Yep. Absolutely. Damn it. Knowing. 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 Did you know? Um, the perceptual phenomenon of people looking for patterns in randomness, such as number strings, faces and trees, shapes and clouds, uh, is called apothemia. Ooh. It's also called my Saturday nights. Right? Mm -hmm. So fun fact, I learned in art school, but I mean, really, everybody kind of knows humans are great at finding faces. Like our brains are programmed for, with like smile detect. (laughs) You mean like the face on that lamp over there? Yeah, so, like, it, really any human, if you just stare at something long enough, you'll start finding faces and things. Is it kind of like the hooks when, you know, you go to the bathroom and you close the door in the public restrooms and then you see the two screws and those are the eyes and then it's an octopus? 
my yeah, god, yes, that's exactly, exactly it. Yeah. yeah, humans are great at identifying eyes. It's that's how we stayed alive is identifying faces. Is that a face is that a friendly face? Is that a predatory face? Yeah. Makes sense. And everybody knows, uh, as we discussed on an earlier episode, the hook brings you back. <laughs> I say the hook brings you back. Are we but talking yeah. about the Robin Williams Dustin Hoffman movie Hook? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> On this here podcast. Coming a year and a half ago. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, John Kistler, uh, Nicolas Cage, never once sleeps in his own bed throughout the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. He just kind of randomly passes out wherever he is. <laughs> well, if there's it's anything old. I have learned from hoarders, it's that you don't want to live in the, you don't want to sleep in the bed where uh, your loved one died. Oh, yep. Oh. Wow. Dark. <laughs> wow, this movie finally got dark. <laughs> <laughs> PG-13, no. And uh, an anagram of the young girl who created the list of numbers, Lucinda Embry, the anagram is badly numeric. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> Fun <It also> fact! <laughs> Lucinda Embry. Oh my god, it also spells knowing. <gasps> ah! Knowing number 23. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> well, ladies, what did we learn from knowing? Uh, Diana, do you want to you wanna start us off? So we didn't get specific about it, but there's this scene where Nick Cage runs off into the woods and abandons uh, Rose Byrne and the two children. I but I noticed... my boy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but he, well, he grabbed the gun. He gave her the keys. And so that's what I learned. If you're going to run off into the woods with a gun, leave the keys with the rest of the group. Babe, how about you? Uh, I learned, abandon your pets. Aliens will give you new ones. Oh, there you go. I like it. <laughs> Fun fact for the alien rapture coming soon. <laughs> coming in 2021, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, Diana, if, uh, if we ran over and said, hey... We have to go meet aliens, but she can't bring Apollo. Mm, yep. But the aliens will give you a new dog. A better dog. Not possible. My dog is the greatest dog. It's true. It, He's the greatest dog who ever dogged in the history of dogs. Yeah. Oh, she said it. When yeah. is Apollo getting his own Instagram? Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh? Coming next week? Yes, yeah! I, I don't know. Let me check the numbers real quick. <laughs> it says here. Oh, nine. One, one. 20 oh wait a minute but where is it going to happen september 11th never forget exactly (laughs) instagram debut what is the latitude and longitude of instagram Mm. uh hold on googling wait uh i learned this movie predicted not only nicholas cage being in tiger king Mm -hmm. but also scratching at the door scratching at the door (laughs) oh Oh, I also learned um, bad parenting is promising your kid you will never let them die. Ah, uh, but good parenting is t- uh, making sure they don't watch the news. <laughs> I learned, I was reinforced something I already knew, so I guess I relearned it. Uh, Steve can predict these movies. As soon as the numbers came up and he was like, I don't know what the other four numbers are. She was like, it's latitude and longitude. And then <laughs> 10 minutes later in the movie, he's like, oh, fuck, it is. And he's like, well, and it's like, well, done. it always is. It's it like, always what, what is. What else could it be? It's not like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's numbers, guys. <laughs> it was great because oh. you said it in such an offhanded way. I don't think even you remembered you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, 
like, it's latitude longitude, whatever, hand me another beer. Let <laughs> <laughs> me drink these thoughts away so I can enjoy this movie. Uh, oh. I also learned uh, sometimes shit just happens. Oh, geez, you're right. It's cool, bro. Like, shit, that's the way shit goes down. The alien rapture. <laughs> Steve's about oh. to get some tender poe kisses. Mm. No, it's the only way to get them. The tenderest. Oh, I also learned that I don't like it when characters have my name. Oh, oh yeah. See, I love it when characters are named Steve. Fun fact, every yeah. character named oh. Steve is an asshole. That is also a fun, fun fact. <laughs> Aw, you feel that way about Steve Rogers? Oh, he you tell me Captain America is not an asshole after Civil War. I mean, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I could say he was an asshole after Endgame, but not Civil War. Yeah, but I, all the Steves are. <laughs> you tell right. me, Doctor Str- Stephen Strange isn't an asshole. It's all oh, from he's the one confidence. He's one hundred percent an asshole. But I come from a long line of uh, Steves in my family, so I have the one hundred percent benefit of the doubt. Of all Steves are great. Yeah, yeah you tell me they don't have their asshole moments. Hey, we can be great assholes. Oh yeah, no, I married a great Steve asshole. That's right. <laughs> I and love me, my right. I love my Steve. I also fully acknowledge he's a huge asshole. <laughs> but he's you know also what? the humblest. I, I humbly accept that. <laughs> well Di- Diana, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. I do. Thanks for letting me plug it. Uh, my podcast is Happily Ever Aftermath. It is the podcast about relationships in movies and our relationships with them. Uh, you can find it on your Apple podcast, your uh, podcatcher of choice, uh, not podcorn, um, but definitely podcoin. Yeah. yeah. And we got that code for those extra pod coins. <laughs> it's Hemcast PD, Hemcast Police Department. <laughs> Heme PD. Yeah. That's like the dumbest side joke that I don't think anybody's ever going to get except for like three people. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> uh, but Diana, uh, anything uh, happening over on Happily Ever Aftermath this wonderful month of August that we are now currently in, or perhaps September if you plan that far ahead? <laughs> Uh, so we actually don't plan that far ahead. I can tell you that we already have completed, uh, let's see here. We just did, uh, Jude Lie, yeah. and we had back, uh, my wonderful husband slash producer Ryan and, uh, Meg from Indoors Women, and we talked about Enemy at the Gates. Ooh. Yeah, so don't uh don't think that we just kind of do your romancing the stones and revenge of the nerds it's, no sometimes there are some war movies we're going to be talking about and and we so did romantic oh man have you seen enemy at the gates i don't think. believe so. i don't think i have so it's jude law and uh ed harris and there's a sniper duel happening in in uh the battle, battle of stalingrad and uh well, i know ed harris is going to be the good guy uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's like 100%. Oh, you, did I did I forget to mention that it was the Russians versus the Nazis? And the second this episode started, I'm just like, so, Plano, I'm supposed to root for Stalin right now? What's happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Problematic. But I'm not going to lie. I actually really like movies where they make you root for somebody that's just fucking awful. The lesser of two evils. Yeah. I mean, mm. like, well, because it's hard to pull off. Yeah. So if you can pull it off, it's like, oh, wow, you had me, you know, you had me rooting for a Nazi. Good on you. Like, because to me, that's really good storytelling. Yeah, it could be. So wait, so should I have been rooting for Shia LaBeouf and Crystal Skull? 
Nope. No, no, you. Uh, no, root for no. the Nazis. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. Izzy just said. Oh, okay. You're rooting for Kate uh, Blanchett or whoever the, the girl is in that movie. Back to the Russians. Yeah. Uh, babe, are you also on social media, though? I am. You can find me just about everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I, uh, let's see, we're, it's Nick August Cage, so I'm having a ton of sales right now over in my Etsy shop. And I have a whole bunch of new products, and they're fabulous! Woo. And of course, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, babe, hypothetically speaking, uh, let's say a plane just crashed, I don't know, 100 feet away from me, and I uh, I seem to have shat myself a little bit. Mm. Um, is there any, uh, I don't know, any sort of place I could go to get a fragrance to kind of mask that odor or at least... Uh, no, because our promo code doesn't work anymore. Oh. Well, then fuck Frankie and Murray. So. <laughs> no. You know what? Frankie and Murray is still a great product. They absolutely are. Uh, go on. Support them. Use some aromatherapy. It's wonderful stuff. I very honestly, truly use it just about every day. The, oh my goodness, the spray the bitch away. That is... That is literally a lifesaver. <laughs> and you know what? Anyway, use the promo code Venus. That's the goddess that rhymes with penis to save 15%. And if they don't give you the 15% off, uh, yeah, give them a little note. Tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Tell them, hey, everything no. I learned from movies sent me. And Izzy says, I get a discount. That's right. <laughs> In fact, label it Nick. Izzy, <laughs> Izzy said I can have a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wait for that text message. That's right. Make sure you say, hey, Nick Cage, Izzy, with everything I learned from movies, said I get a discount and you give no, them a cut. Get actually, right. it's Nick Blaze. Nick Blaze? B-L-A-I-S-E. It's a family name, apparently. Uh, you mean like Johnny Blaze, a.k.a. the Ghost Rider? Yep. You met Nick. Well, He's Nick Blaze. Well, there you go. Yeah, say, hey, Nick Blaze. Izzy says, give her goddamn money. <laughs> checks his emails at like four in the morning <laughs> so it's gonna be like two in the morning like fucking Izzy what did you do what have you done <laughs> that's right show, show small business uh not to watch on their pets oh <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though we we love frankie and Murray. check out their products they're amazing just uh you know let them know uh, <laughs> Let them know how much we love them. <laughs> exactly. How much we love their products and we love their money even more. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess on that note, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Diana. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Give us our money. <laughs>